0: Well, hello there, and welcome to my corner of the digital universe. Prepare to dive deep, get real, get close, and find out entirely too much about people you likely don't even know. I am Jeremy Griffin, and these are my conversations. So grab a coffee and get comfortable, because here we go. You're listening to the
1: Stream Grace Network.
0: And I personally want to thank you for tuning in to another Stream Grace Network podcast. Um, And uh, before we get started today, I'm excited to uh, play you a word from our sponsor, mostly because I'm the one talking. I want to let you guys know where I get my haircut. I know you probably don't care because this is an audio podcast and many of you don't even know what I look like. But I can tell you that this one person is who I trust. Rachel Burchett, she is uh, not only a podcaster on our network and I get to be her co-host, but she is also a hairpist. That's right, she uh, cuts your hair and talks, or really lets you talk. You can check her out if you're in the greater Oklahoma City area at Rejoice Day Spa and Salon. Anyway, I know some of you guys are out there thinking, nah, just go do the thing over at Sports Clips, or, uh, you know, Supercuts, whatever those, just quick in and out places, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. So check it out, Rejoice Day Spa and Salon, again, if you're in the Oklahoma City area, and uh, go see Rachel and see if you don't like what you get. My hair's getting longer in spite of having a therapist as a sponsor. It's, it's still growing out. Today's guest, uh, Twyler Earl and L Rush. How are you two doing?
2: Wonderful. Yes, doing good.
1: Doing good. It's a good day.
0: <laughs> it is a good day. I'm excited about today for a couple reasons. Um, reason number one is I'm recording this podcast in a, I've never recorded this podcast in this studio. We're coming from uh, our Edmund studios, Oneness Ministries in Edmund, and uh, that's exciting for me.
2: Yeah, it's a great studio.
0: It is. This is where you are here all the time, right?
2: This is where I... This
0: is where the magic happens for exactly. you. Exactly. Huh? So what is that magic that you do, Dino? <laughs> is it voodoo? Is it...
2: <laughs> oh, let's hope not. <laughs> uh, it's life coaching.
0: That's right. You know you were my first guest on this podcast, right? I was. I don't know if you knew for sure that you were the first, but you were the first. I figured you knew that.
2: I mean, you had to start off with the best, right? Oh.
0: She's I mean, always,
1: she's already put herself at the best. I know, Did you I hear was,
0: that? I was gonna say, if you go to any if you if anyone ever has me coach them on podcasting, that would not be the statement you'd make. <laughs> I usually advise people do not start with the best, uh, <laughs> but I'm not saying you're not. That's something I learned. That was the deal. It was my first podcast and I'm like, oh man, I started with the best. <laughs> I should have waited.
2: It was so fun and it feels so long ago, but not so I long know. ago. Mm,
0: it was know. roughly a year ago. Yeah. Like right now-ish Yeah, as we record this, which is August something or other.
1: Really, that you looked at your watch? You I looked at my watch, I'm going to tell around. you why,
0: because when I looked at my watch, a notification popped up and oh. hit everything, and I'm like, I don't care about that messenger right okay, now. Great. Okay, great. So, I got the time. I knew it was 147, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get the date. Um, so, anyway, yeah, so about a year ago, and um, yeah, it's fun. So, that that's one thing that's exciting to me, and uh, uh, Rick Fry, who is the moderator, or the uh, proprietor of said studio, is eavesdropping in over in the corner at his desk um but also to have twyler on because oh. i've heard about you for years oh yes for real What? yes not as often by name but more by title which is even better oh and, and here and here's the title the best <laughs> <laughs> exactly And see now we had to come back no <laughs> But but she, you know, Danelle and I worked together at a church, and um, and she would always say, Well, I talked to my mentor about this. And, oh. and she would say that. And I'm like, Who's what? What this mentor yes, you keep talking about? the <laughs> guru. No. The guru, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, how does one become a mentor, Twyler?
1: Uh, someone just asked.
0: <laughs> I found the same thing. I, I remember, the, so I want to ask you this because I've had people ask me, literally, I've been asked, Would you mentor me? And the first time that was ever asked of me, I thought, (laughs) no. Right. What? Why would you? No. So let me, like, is Danelle the first person that's done that with you or is there others? So the first time that happened, what did you do with that?
1: I said, are you sure you really want me to do that? I mean,
0: (laughs) and I mean, it turned out okay,
1: but, you know, I'm kind of a harsh mentor. Yeah. I you could, don't play, do you? No, I kind of get in your business yeah. a little bit. So whether you want me to or not. That's good. And she would tell you, I give you homework. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. She yeah. had
1: homework every time. You're
0: already a way better mentor than me. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's, what do you want to do? Go coffee? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh what? there
1: was food involved oh. there was always always, food involved. always always we didn't meet where there wasn't
0: food okay. involved so the homework was more though than just the leftovers it was okay
1: there usually wasn't leftovers
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry i should have been more real about that <laughs> so so in that pro- so uh so how did danelle come into your life in that regard how did that happen
1: um, well, at the time, I was actually at another church, mm-hmm. right at the church you were at. And I was serving in a capacity that I guess prompted her to say, hey, I want to learn a little bit more.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: so. Do you remember how it started? No,
2: <laughs> I don't. So um, I was interviewing with you for a position um, um, under you at that church oh i didn't and hire you you didn't so
0: <laughs> talk about harsh
2: right from the get-go That's I knew awesome. this gal <laughs> would you know shoot it straight <laughs> but so we had met after the interview for a follow-up oh. and i told you i said i don't think god's calling me to this position and you uh. said i don't think so either. <laughs>
0: It was already in your notes. <laughs> That's one of those, like, how am I going to let her down? I mean. And then she says that and you're like, amen?
2: <laughs> 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 uh, so I then said, you know, I think we were supposed to meet for a reason, though. Mm. And I asked if you would mentor me. Um, what does I say? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't (laughs) know if I said no at first. But did you know the commitment (laughs) you (laughs) were Because that's been like 10 years ago.
1: Yeah. If not more. It's been
2: more. Yeah. It's been many years. Yeah. So that's a long time. Yeah.
1: For both of us.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And and I can't tell you the impact that, I mean, the show is not long enough to share the impact that her mentoring me has done Mm. but I can sum it up as you there was a reason we met you were definitely God's gift um to encourage me Mm. overcome many obstacles Mm. in my life and you know being the straight shooter and hard at times (laughs) but she does have a tender side At times, too, yeah, but it's a little secret, so we'll just keep that quiet. (laughs) Keep
0: it on the down
1: low. It's the
0: it's uh, underneath the thick candy shell. Is that what it is? (laughs) You get through all of that, and all of a sudden, oh, there's a a gooey middle. There is. I don't. I don't Mm. know why, but
1: I think it's just because life has been hard, Mm. and if you really dig into someone's life and allow them to be someone that you invest in. If they will put up with your grumpiness, if they will put up with you saying, "Mm, really? Or, that was dumb. I mean, like, if they'll allow that and allow you to speak into your life like that, then you've hit something that's pretty special. Sure. And that God can truly use because they're teachable. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing she's always been, is teachable and wanting to be better. And so... How can you not be a part of that? Yeah. For someone that wants to grow, someone wants to discover that, and someone is willing to ask over and over, why does this keep happening
0: to mm-hmm. me? And and you say, well, see the first thing I told you. Yes. <laughs> can you go
1: back in your notes? <laughs> we talked we, about we it. We covered
0: this, not just episode one, but like the first five minutes yeah. I told you. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty easy
0: yeah it's pretty I, easy. you know it's funny because i think about this sometimes you know 20 years ago i thought and and acted totally different i didn't oh, say yeah. you know Absol- what i'm saying we, we yeah. grow do you ever find yourself thinking like oh man like i don't even agree with some of the things that i told people mm-hmm. what do you do with that
1: I mean, um, just accept i apologize it. <laughs> do you I do. I'm yeah. okay with apologizing. Sure, yeah. Because it humbles me. Mm-hmm. And we got to stay humble. Yeah. And, but not just apologize, though, go back and say, let me tell you, I was in a different space. Right, yeah. And admit where you are and just say, you know, I don't know if that was altogether what I should have said, but let me tell you what God wants to do.
0: Mm. It's good.
1: And you go with that. Yeah. I mean, because. That conviction of the Holy Spirit will have you go back to that person, face them, confront it, and talk about it. Yeah. And so it becomes real at that moment.
0: Right. Well, we don't know what we don't know. We don't. And that's the thing. I mean, you just get into life and, you know, I I find myself, it's like these podcasts, right? I mean, nine times out of, no, 99 times out of 100, I'm going to sit down and not have a clue. Of where i'm gonna go mm-hmm. right when i first started doing these podcasts with danelle for example that first one i had probably 20 questions yeah It was like um, eh, this is boring
2: yeah not because of her because right. of me right
0: and so but
2: you know, you know what that podcast i have received many comments about that podcast yeah and how good it was in
0: the grace of god
2: yeah <laughs> mm, so <laughs> you know like you have a plan like you said but then does it turn out there's a different plan?
0: Well, yeah, and that's what I was, was going to say. I've I've always been very comfortable with with switching gears, and I, I haven't listened to that podcast since we recorded it. I'm sure, um, but I think the thing about it is, even if I have my list, I'm gonna I'm gonna depart from it pretty quick if I want to explore a path, you know. But I think, you know, that I say that though to say like when when someone comes to me, I loosely call myself a counselor because I think that's the only way to describe what I do with people. Mm however i don't like the weight that's attached to that yeah um yeah and that's why i'm i've had people say hey can we can i get with you for counseling i'm like sure and then i'm like let's meet for coffee yeah. for whatever reason <laughs> i feel like that's safe you yes. know i'm gonna be your friend and we're gonna talk um especially like when it's couples so many times it'll just be one side of that couple and yeah. i'm like there's nothing that i can say here i right. can deal with you and right. and how you suck but right. i can't talk about how your spouse sucks <laughs> right because I only know what you're telling me, which is probably not accurate. (laughs) Right.
1: But that goes to being available. Even if you talk about that couple, even if we say yes to something, that don't mean we're present. Right. And in life, God calls us to be present. Mm -hmm. And if you can't be present, then you're just occupying space.
0: Right. That's so real.
1: And so that's a waste of everybody's time. It
0: is. And that's exactly the whole, that's the thought process for me. You know, when we talk about being led by the Spirit, I don't know if we were talking about this beforehand, a little bit of both. I don't know. But, um, you know, when you go and you have those conversations, I mean, it's funny because I sit down, usually the first five or ten minutes is just, what's up? And then they'll say something, and something triggers in me in my guts. I'm like, hey, okay. And it's like, you you know right where it is. But I think the same thing occurs in, in the mentor relationship. I mean, how would you define the difference between a counseling relationship and a mentor relationship. (laughs) And this is for both of you. I wanna, I mean, I'd like to hear you Twyler first and then we'll see what Danielle. I
1: mean, a counselor, like, you have to listen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good, yeah.
1: A mentor, I'm gonna say, really, we're not going down this road. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm gonna cut you off here because there's no need to spend time in this space Mm -hmm. because that's not of God. Yeah, And if it's not of God, why are we sitting here talking about it? Right. I mean, so whereas I don't know if a counselor all the time has that ability to say, oh, I'm going to cut you off here, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and we're not going to go there. And so, but I don't know. I mean, I think I'm always looking for people that's authentic and willing to speak into my life in that's a huge, way. That's huge, it? Yes. I
0: told somebody I, that the other day. I He said, what do you want from me? It was a weird question. And without missing a beat, I said, honesty. Yes. I mean, I want you to tell me why I'm wrong. Yes. Tell me, like, teach me why I'm wrong. Don't just say you're wrong, because that's useless. But tell me. Anyway, sorry. Yes,
1: but it's true. Like, I don't need someone to whisper or to say, oh, did you know this? Or, How about you come to me and let's have an honest conversation, even if I'm not going to like it. Sure. Love me enough to come to me and say, you know what? Uh, That kind of stunk. Yeah. Like really is that the direction we're going in is that <laughs> right. is that what you is that the hill you're gonna die on right and so for mentoring I feel like I can really sink my teeth into it mm-hmm. um Danelle might have to speak on the counseling part but I mean especially you know when I think about our relationship there were many a times that I was like mm, I'm getting off the phone now bye mm. I mean like and go do would. it <laughs> I would and so I'd say or I even ask did you do your homework and she'd be like well okay well call then, me
0: back when you do right mm-hmm.
1: then we're not setting up a, a time to meet again I mean like there was just some freedom that I had being able to be a mentor mm-hmm. versus
0: counseling yeah Danielle? So,
2: yeah I mean I think she described it really well <laughs> and
0: and if not you're not gonna tell me in front of her <laughs>
2: Um, well, I think we've reached a place in our relationship. <laughs> oh, she tell me that oh, I yeah. can she could tell, tell me. her something <laughs> yes um but the the counseling I think is more the the side of diagnosing more of why this is occurring and how it occurs, and what could possibly change this direction mm-hmm. of things going on, you know, and mm-hmm. it's it's more professionally. Um, invest in the person to discover the best routes for healing um with mentoring it, it the i mean i would definitely agree with the part that is authenticity is the first most important part of it mm-hmm. and it's not hiding behind strategies or what a you should be's or any of that it's what it's authenticity and honesty of what are you actually feeling right now? Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: what is what really happened? I mean, she can see through me when I'm not telling her everything.
0: <laughs> That's huge.
1: Yeah. And even th- through social media, <laughs> <laughs> wow. there's been times that she'll post something and I'll be like, really? <laughs> oh, okay. And so
0: Can you text it with that tone. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> see? I always feel like tone's lacking. I'm like, please, I need to figure out how to do this. Once you
1: spend some time, there's been some times that I can say one or two words and I get a book back in a text. (laughs) Like, I guess we need to meet.
0: (laughs) That's like, I think my only two versions of tone on on replies is there's, hmm, and that's HMM. Okay. And then there's, (laughs) and that's HMM, HMPH.
3: Oh, (laughs)
0: And that one is obviously disdain, like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is like, ah, maybe you got a point. I don't yeah. know. We'll see.
1: <laughs> so, no, it's, I, I actually, it's interesting. We have a very interesting dynamic in that not only, I think Danelle and I are, are really there, but also with her sister. Mm. Um, mm. There's been some times where she said either, I think you need to talk to Danelle. Or <laughs> Danielle <laughs> will say, mm, we need to talk. And so I think it. I, there's some dynamic there. And that that's really the other
2: part me. of it in the mentorship. There, there's a, more of a relationship involved and where she becomes a part of my life and, be, and in that she's known my sister from it and invested in my life. And I've become a part of her life. So with the counseling, it's not so much like that. It's just during the relationships, during the times sure. that you meet in mentorship, like you become interwoven
1: mm-hmm. in your lives together. Because yeah. after a while, I had to dig deep. Like, I need to know, like, tell me about your siblings. Tell me about your mom. Tell mm-hmm. me about your dad. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your childhood. Like there's a root to the reason why we keep coming back to this point Mm -hmm. and we got to figure it out or otherwise we're not helping each other. Right. So,
0: so Danielle, so this process that you've been through now, you are a coach Mm -hmm. and, um, I've benefited from that. I think one of the coolest things, and I tell people about this all the time, and I'm going to say it again. Now, there are things in your life that you want to do. How many times as a person you're out there and it's like man i want to accomplish this thing and you kind of start down the road and then something gets in your way time usually or just attend you know whatever the thing is it's all fixable and i know for me i've been a very results oriented person for my whole life and so working with you in stuff like the string grace network is one that's most recent but working with you in that has quadrupled if not more so the the speed of the results because Mm -hmm. it just helps clarify like you you get rid of all the clutter Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because like i can sit down when when you're approaching something that's just massive right and you have this big vision it's like okay well i got to sort this out and you just have daniel you just have a skill set to sort that out for people Mm -hmm. and it is i've never been able to really put it into words in a way that satisfies me mm. um but i would just encourage anybody who's listening man check out um 3e coaching uh mm-hmm. what's the is that the website too
2: well the website's danellrush.com okay, that's right
0: mm-hmm. but but connect with danell i know even like you do a cup of coffee thing now which i think is awesome because yeah, i keep talking about it we can
2: definitely meet for a cup of coffee and just have a conversation um if you're just needing some insight or quick guidance um for a moment.
0: Yeah. And that yeah. third party too, I cannot stress how <laughs> incredibly valuable it is to just get objectivity yes. on the table. Yes. Cuz how many times do we come to people that mm-hmm. are in our circles? I know for me and you know, I kind of harken back to this where I with a guy asking me what do you, what do you want from me? I'm like, "Man, I got enough people in my life who's encouraging and I'm not downplaying that." That's yeah. great. But you know, it's like when there's, when an event has happened and you're decompressing and everyone's together and they're saying, Hey, wasn't this great? I'm the guy that's like, okay, this sucked, this sucked, this yeah. sucked, and this sucked. I'm
1: going to need you to work on that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like it's, it, you know, I don't spend a whole lot of time on what was great. Cause I feel like we all know it was great. Right. Let's fix the things that were broken. Right. And so personally though, there's people want to be encouraging. And when you yeah. have that free, so when you have objectivity, it's just so, so helpful. And so but there's you
2: know. a difference that I've learned from Twiler in encouraging that is not just the feel good, you're doing really great encouragement. It's the um honesty that will encourage you. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't how 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 do you how would you put it into words? It's just different. I mean, like. It's a strengthening of some yeah. sort. Yeah.
1: And so one of the things I do with um, people that I do mentors, we talk about what their strengths are. Mm. And we talk about how to step into those strengths and not focusing on the weakness. And if my job is to help it sharpen those skills mm. and get you to that point, then I'm encouraging in that you did it. And I'm going to cheer you all day long that you did it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to give you honest feedback and actually say, here's one area that you can keep growing in. Mm -hmm. This is an area that I really believe once you tap into this, God's going to take it to a whole nother level beyond what you could have even imagined it to be. But if you don't ever lean in and tap in to the part that we can sharpen, then Really, we're just going to be mediocre. Mm-hmm. And excellence inspires people, mm. not just showing up to the party.
0: Right. That's good.
1: It's with excellence. And so I believe we have to look in that frame of excellence and yeah. really look at how can we be better because God can use that.
0: Right. I, I wanted to ask you, go having gone through this uh, and being in a mentoring relationship and then coaching, what would you say are the similarities and differences between helping somebody and coaching them? Cause when I say that to say that from my vantage point, it's very similar in the way that, uh, or the end result maybe is similar. But, uh, but what would you say are the differences?
2: Uh, there is similarities. There's definitely similarities in counseling, mentoring, coaching, consulting, all that. All
0: of them begin with a conversation. Exactly. <laughs> That's for sure. Yes. For sure.
2: Um, and so there is certain components of that, of all of those that are similar. And then there is the, the um, differences between those. And so in mentoring and coaching, um, like I said, mentoring is, is because they become involved in your life and mm. a part of your life uh, through that. And in coaching, and it's and, it, and it's in all aspects of the life and mentoring it's the past it's the present it's the future in coaching it's more future mm-hmm. like you're in this spot right now and you want to be here gotcha how do we get you there mm-hmm. where are you stuck yes. from getting there
1: I would agree and
2: what is the the mess going on that needs to be unraveled like you were talking about with the visions and you're facing this big thing and you just are stuck of where to start or where to begin or what to go and coming and helping them unravel that and when you unravel that it forms a path to get to where they're going
0: yeah
2: um and so that's more what coaching is in that part of it's a lot more future oriented
0: mm-hmm. so I want to touch on something, Twyler, that you said, You and and you talked about sharpening. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love that the use of that word because I had a choir teacher tell me years ago, she uses great analogy, and I mean, gosh, I've never forgot it because it's so great. But she was talking about when you go from dull to sharp, mm. that's easy. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's super easy. I can take a random rock out in a parking lot yep. if I've got a dull knife and make it sharp. Yep and it doesn't take a lot of effort but going from sharp to sharper mhm that takes time yes. energy resource and, and he- pain a lot, yes absolutely it takes pain and the funny thing is is that for so many people sharp is okay yeah but if you're doing w- surgery on a person mm-hmm. sharp is not okay it's not laser sharp as sharpie sharpie sharp yes. is okay yes
1: yes <laughs> right? i need you to know everything
0: that's right that's exactly <laughs> and right and be at
1: your best i yes. need you to go to bed early right i need you to have your coffee <laughs> i need your eyes to be okay yes. i need all of it
0: and i and i think the thing that really spoke to me in all of that was that the sharper you get in whatever you're doing that every increment takes Exponentially more work, Mm -hmm. more time, and more resource. So I think about even sharpening a knife. If you go from sharp, you know, the rock, then you move on to say a whetstone, Mm -hmm. and then a leather bell, or Mm -hmm. whatever the order is. At some point, you get to laser sharpening. That's right. And and then in that moment, I mean, again, the precision, the cost, Mm -hmm. but it is super sharp. That's right. And I think for for what people need to understand is it's also really hard for the average person to tell the difference between sharp and sharper. Right. And so, this is where we kind of feel like, well, diminishing returns. I don't know, you know, this is good enough. But, but to me, you know, just as a person who strives for doing everything well, like as we're recording this podcast, one of the things that goes through my mind are all the things I want to fix that I hear audio wise that mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I can fix this, isn't this, it? Yeah. Because I always wanted to be better than the last, right. you know? Yes. And so, I think that is such a massive, um, under like undervalued in today's world yeah it's it like is. we're good enough with okay
1: well we settle yeah we settle when things just oh well they're here okay no i don't need someone just to be here i don't need i need them to come with their best yeah i need them to be on point ready engaged ready to lean in i, I just i have really tried to surround myself with people that are okay with becoming sharper. Mm. Yeah. Because if they're okay with being sharper, if they see something in my life, they have that permission to come to say, Are you giving your best? Yeah. Are you really okay? Did should you have made that turn? I mean, so and I wanna give those that are close to me permission to do that. Yeah. Um, And see that because they can see what I can't see. Right. We all see through different eyes and different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And if I invite you that close in my life, then when you don't speak, we're going to have a problem.
0: Right. Right. That's the omission of it is worse than insulting me because you can't insult me if your best, Mm -mm. if my best interest is in your heart. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Man, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I told you she's pretty wise.
0: (laughs) Telling you what. I'm just thinking, too. I'm, I'm processing some of our similarities that I'm hearing, and I'm mm. like, oh, man, this would be good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this would be good. <laughs> I want to talk to you a li- or find out a little bit about you because mm. I think when I when I process, I, I believe that, that who I am today is made up of, one, who God designed me to be, yeah. but then also my experiences in conjunction with who he designed me to be. Yeah. Right. So I've learned... You know, I can point to things that that maybe drive why I have certain um perspectives per, um opinions or whatever, and then there are things that are just innate, yeah, and you can kind of make the distinction so tell me a little bit about yourself How, were there any defining moments in your life? Or, I mean, I'm sure there were, but that that <laughs> have you ever had is your yeah. life even worth talking about?
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know okay <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I've just
0: I was just here it yeah. was weird no, but you know what I'm saying, what are some of those impactful moments in your life?
1: so it's so interesting that. You asked me that, and I don't even know if Danielle remembers this, but Monday will be three years.
2: Mm-hmm. I remember. You remembered? Yep.
1: Three years ago, um, August 16th, I was coming out of the downtown Y, working out. I was being really good. Hey, I work sharp. out because I like to eat, not because it's good <laughs> for me. But um, 7 o'clock in the morning, on my way to work, and crossing the street to go back to my car and i was hit by a truck
0: wow like your person
1: like my person
0: that sucks
1: yeah it does so i um i sustained multiple fractures from my neck to my ankles mm. um my neck my shoulder ribs hole in my
0: lungs oh. How fast uh, was the truck moving?
1: Probably about 40. <laughs> right in front of the downtown wall. And you
0: didn't slow the truck down at all, no, I'm guessing. No, no. <laughs> well,
1: you know what slowed him down, interesting enough. What slowed him down is, I don't remember the accident, um, mm. but I do know this. The only reason why he stopped is because his, dro- his passenger side mirror fell into his
0: cab. Oh, my gosh.
1: So what we guess is that I hit the front and my body rolled over Mm. and the force of that Mm. forced that mirror into his cab and he broke his window. Oh, wow. Matter of fact, when he called his insurance, he didn't tell him he hit someone. He said, I need to get my window repaired.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And so um, for the next three days after that accident, no one knew if I was gonna make it. Oh, wow. To the point that, my son was not able to come in from new york because he what he tells me is he said mama i understand why they didn't want me to fly out immediately because i didn't know if i was coming to your funeral or Mm. coming to visit you man and for now 27 then 24 for your 20 year older to tell you i didn't know if i was coming to your funeral that changes everything sure changes everything and so I've gone through things in my life Um, you know I was a single mom for 14 years before I married my amazing husband um, and joined our families with two wonderful kids I had two boys um, and I had struggled I had really struggled but everything that I walked through before that point I went through Mm. but at the point of my accident Everyone around me Mm. went through it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And they were never the same as the result of what I went through. Mm. And it changed my perspective a bit in that I realized that those things did prepare me for conversations that I have with people that I normally probably would not have had that equity to have conversations. But when you tell people that you shouldn't be there... And that I am a miracle sitting, yeah, and a miracle walking, then all of a sudden the greatness of God, the majesty of God, it changes. Yeah,
0: well, just case in point, it was three years ago, and I would have never known that that happened. I look so good. I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, I don't want to be inappropriate, <laughs> I'm just, but I'm just saying. I was like, okay, wow, all right.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it and it was a journey. I mean, I. My femur was broken three places and my ankle was broken three. And so, yeah, I had problems with my neck and, you know, all those things. But you don't realize the magnitude of what your mobility and limit mobility is. Yeah. And and the limit that you have when you're in a wheelchair. You don't. And And there are even relationships that I had that I valued, but everything changed. Like, literally, everything changed at that moment. I um, would say that someone was, and and even my friends would tell me, like, I knew you were important in my life, but the thought of you not being here, Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready to face that. And so it drew us to a point to where people were sharing the value that I've had in their lives, Mm -hmm. and I was seeing how they valued the value they had in my life as the result of something that could have happened. Right. But didn't happen.
0: Yeah. I see that.
1: And most people don't get that. Mm -hmm. Most people don't get the opportunity to hear people say, I don't know if I would have made it through that.
0: Yeah. Did you have anybody come to you uh, and share the impact you'd had in their life that surprised you? Like you didn't. Absolutely. You had no idea that you had.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I was like, really? I mean, and at the time, I actually worked at a college, so I had students, and Mm. my students showed up in ways (laughs) that I was like, really? I mean, I just thought you wanted a grade. I mean, like, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even, I mean, like, they came to the, I was in the hospital for four weeks. Wow. And, um... Probably about the second week, as soon as, when I got to the rehab hospital, that's when they came and saw me, and they brought signs and all, and I'm like, really? Mm. Like, really? And so, it just changed things yeah. for me to the point that I began to value Things a little bit differently, mm-hmm. but also I have a perspective that's different than before mm-hmm. of what I don't take for granted.
0: Mm-hmm. I, you know, death is funny in that um, I, I have a good friend who was told that if he didn't change his life, he was going to die, mm-hmm. and it changed his life—not just his lifestyle, but it, uh, his perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, I didn't know him like I got in a relationship with him after all that, so I've only known that guy. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because I have had, you know, I brought up that question about impact, because I've talked about this before, but there was a, a moment in my life, and I'm sure there's more than I ever would know, where I learned of an impact that I made that I mm-hmm. had no idea, and it was, again, through death, or the, in this mm-hmm. case, through death where a lady had passed away. And that's when I found out the impact I had in her mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. And it does. It, it radically changes your perspective. It does. Because you does. You, you stop looking for <laughs> the opportunity, right? Yeah. You, you see, this is the thing I've learned you from You make it. the
1: opportunity. Well, this is there, just it. You, yeah. You
0: tr- to me, I find myself just trusting. One, I take every moment as a sober opportunity. Yes. Right? I see it that way. Yep. But I also recognize that the simplest of conversations could be the thing that is changing yes. someone's life the seed right and so i don't even i think what changed for me is wearing the pressure of impact so many people today especially people who are under the age of 30 they live in this world with social media and, mm-hmm. and youtube famous and TikTok mm-hmm. famous that they want to be that yeah and they see that as the as the impact mm-hmm. and there's a lot of pressure associated with mm-hmm. that. For me, when I found out the impact I made, which was a 20 years in the making, mm. right? I found out, or maybe 15, 15 years ago, something happened. Mm. This lady passed away. I find out at the funeral, because that was what they talked about at her thing. It was that big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> that, And so you look at this and you're like, well no matter what efforts I put out, yeah. it was this thing here that I didn't think twice about that mm-hmm. made a difference. Yeah. yeah, And so because of that, it removes that pressure and says, you know what, if I worked really, really hard, I can probably make an impact, sure. Yeah. But even my really, really hard work is not gonna compare to anything that I didn't work at, I rested in That's and right. let God do Authentic. the work in. Yeah. That's right.
1: Because what I've realized is that my living is my worship.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: The way I live. Wow. Worship is not a song. Nope. Worship is not a melody. Worship is how I live. And if I live the way that God has called me to live, then I don't have to try to make an impact yeah he makes the impact because I'm available and I That's show right. up right. So if I'm available and show up and allow the Holy Spirit to do whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do, not right. what Twiler ordains, but what the Holy Spirit wants to do, mm-hmm. then I don't have to try right, right Because the way I live should be a worship song
0: mm-hmm. For those who went to the scriptural reference to that Romans twelve two Yes it says present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable for this is your reasonable act of worship that's right making yourself available to god to be used how he sees fit is your worship that's right giving your life that's right Dan i know you wanted to say something
2: <laughs> i mean how can i top that I mean, you just, well, I mean you know we can just stop right there and let that set for a while <laughs> um i just think it it, it becomes more meaningful in that way as Mm -hmm. well you know and she's she's talking about death and being close to death and what it does and it changes perspective so it's also known as a paradigm shift
3: Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm.
2: you can see currently in the world with the pandemic that's been going on these these this paradigm shift is happening in many people all of a sudden now and they don't quite know what it is or how to explain it or what is going on but something is shifting in them and it's because we're faced with death every day right now we're seeing it on tv Mm -hmm. experiencing it with our family and our friends and it's causing a shift in people yes and you you want to become more aware of what Mm -hmm. that shift is because it can kind of throw you off sideways yeah you know yeah but when you get into that place where you're having those honest, authentic conversations mm-hmm. with God in those moments of that shift happening, it becomes a new awakening. Yeah. Um. Yeah. To a I more meaningful life, I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and I, that's the thing, you know, I want to kind of talk more into the worship thing. And I, I want to talk about that because I've been a worship leader as my career path for mm-hmm. 25 years. And, I, it sounds so trite really my career path is just what happened but <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it is is nothing ever settled right with me i mean i got mm. in when i was 19 and working full time at a church and i'm like there's got there's more to just singing a song yes. you know and and so for me that journey of realizing and it was funny because it's right there in scripture it's not like you have to look for it it's just we have to see that scripture argues with what culture says right so my culture is worship is these five songs we sing or whatever Mm -hmm, you know number mm -hmm. um the scripture doesn't talk about singing (laughs) it's just it's it's sacrifice right? right and when you go back to the old testament uh the altars would be built to sacrifice, and that That's was right. worship. Altars were used in worship, mm-hmm. and they're, they're giving their best in sacrifice, and we've made that metaphorical yes. with stuff, yeah, right? So in the New Testament, we're like, well, I'm going to, the sacrifice of praise, I remember, because I didn't, wasn't raised in church, so the first time I heard some of the song lyrics, it was just weird. <laughs> the sacrifice of praise, didn't yes. know what that meant, uh, I scared the crap out of me when they said I was going to be covered in the blood of Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm like... <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. that yes. <laughs> but, but I think, you know, that sacrifice of praise, it was it became metaphorical. And this is what was taught to me that um, when you don't feel like singing, you sing. I'm sorry. That's right. It, That's right. You know, the thing is, yeah, but what's real sacrifice, man? I'm giving you myself, mm. my whole person, my whole life. I'm laying my agenda aside for that of the Lord's. And here's the beautiful thing about what God mm. will do. There's a scripture that talks about God giving us the desires of our heart, right? That's right. That's it's, my favorite scripture. It's your favorite mm. one? See, you should have said that earlier. <laughs> no, but that, that passage is so often used to say whatever you want, God's going to give it to you. And I say, you know, what you have in your heart was given to you by God. Yeah. What better way to lead his people mm-hmm. than give them the desire to do yeah. what he wants them to do?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've said this several times if you haven't heard some of the other podcasts or if you've set in my office. <laughs> yeah. But that desires of the hearts, which I think I shared with you before as well as desire means of the
1: Father. Right. Life, and it also in the Greek means of God. Yeah. Perfect. Well, and here's the thing is if you get to the original language, heart is used over 800 times in the scripture, mm. but it's not referring to the organ, the heart. Right. It's referring to your will.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
1: referring to your intentions. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so all of those have to be di- divinely aligned. Yes in order to line up Mm -hmm. to what God has for you so that you have that divine confidence to do. he's called that scripture
0: in fact the one right before it and and if it's your favorite hopefully you'll know this part too but because i don't remember the verbatim of it but it's essentially saying um if you if you set in alignment with me yes god will give you that's right with him he'll give you the desires of your heart it's right there
1: yeah but 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 you know what that goes back to before you said we've gotten okay with being okay right but here's what people don't realize is we're also reading half the story oh yeah We read half the story that relates to us, that allows us to do what we want to do, Mm -hmm. give us justification to act any old kind of way. Right. But we don't read the whole story. Mm -hmm. We don't back up and understand the context and the history behind it and why it was said in order to know what marching orders we have. Right. We take the parts we want and we, we continue to do that, even with the pandemic, even with we have blinders on. And we see sometimes what we want to see because it's too grand Mm -hmm. to really take it all in. But there's something God wants to do in each and every one of us Mm -hmm. that we're not opening the whole book to see. Right. We're seeing one part. We're seeing what he did, she did, what they did, what they're not doing, what they're wearing, what they're not wearing. Mm. But have we really gotten down to what God is saying to us? Because nothing happens without him knowing. Yeah. He knows everything. He's the Alpha and the Omega, and he know all the mm-hmm. little stuff in between. So he knew about this pandemic before we knew about the pandemic. And so are we really seeking him? Because if you really know him and to draw to him, we really have to understand his character. Mm-hmm. And his character is not that we should fail. His character wants us to win. Right. And so if, if he wants us to win and we have won, because of the blood shed on Calvary's Cross. And what are we supposed to get out of this? What are we supposed to do? Is it caring about people? Mm-hmm. Really caring about people? Is it understanding that we all have a job to do, whether it's picking up your trash or working in the assembly line and valuing that at the purest form?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Not just saying, oh yeah, that's what you do. No, understanding. That we can't all be an arm. We can't all be a leg. We can't all be a neck. We have to work together. And we got to stop all this foolishness of not reconciling and coming together and wanting to love our neighbor. Mm -hmm. Your neighbor is not going to always look like you.
0: Right. That's what doesn't make sense to me about, man, I love what you're saying about the body because, you know, the most important parts of our body that are going to kill us are things we don't see. That's right. You know what I mean? If if our stomach stops working, we die. Yes. (laughs) Our heart, our lungs. Yes. And those are things you don't see?
1: Yes. I told someone when my, uh, it takes about nine, probably about nine months for your sternum really to repair itself Mm. because, you know, your bones do repair itself, but your sternum takes the longest. I told people all the time, I knew I had a sternum, (laughs) but when you break your sternum, Mm. you know you have a sternum. Yeah. I Um, I know those ribs are floating. But when you break four of them, Mm. I know those ribs are floating. Mm. (laughs) And so to me, it's just crazy how God opened my eyes to be able to move from there's so much I want you to see, even if it's in one step that I'm asking you to take Mm -hmm. and what it takes to make that step. Because little do you know, people are watching. Right. They're watching. Right, They want to see, are you going to curse me because of this or are you going to praise me? And so I praise him because of this. I mean, we do, you know, I do have those conversations. Like, could we have talked about maybe not a truck? <laughs> right. I mean, maybe, okay, I wasn't listening. Maybe a Miata going I mean, 25, you know, right? I could have even done a bike. <laughs> right. I mean, like, there's so many things I could have done. But a yeah. truck got my attention. Sure. And as I think about that, I move from a place of why me to why not me? Mm-hmm. And that's what I think sometimes when we go through everything we have to go through in life. So many people have so much to unpack when it comes to life every day. So many people have hurts and pains and struggles. And I don't minimize none of that. But there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to serve as a result of this? Yeah. Are you going to serve me? Or are you going to curse me? Mm hmm. This is building your character. That's supposed to be a reflection of me.
0: Mm-hmm. We live in these small worlds, and I don't think we realize the bondage we're we're in, because the world is it's small, but it's big enough. We don't see the walls and the cages. Yeah. I was telling somebody this one day I said you know if the, if you if you had a cage around the state of Oklahoma, we would be in bondage, yeah, we just wouldn't know it. we wouldn't know it until you try to leave. That's right, and this is what I found in my own life is that i I kind of hit up against a certain point and I'm like, okay, well this is this bondage is an illusion, right i mean it's it's not real, so I'm gonna break free of this because God set me free for freedom, hmm he gave me that liberty. So when I did that, I, I just kind of described it as like the world didn't get bigger. The world got infinitely bigger. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow. Like mm-hmm. you have no idea how, mm-hmm. how small minded and, and small visioned mm-hmm. you are until yes. you're not. That's right. And it's just right. like, man, because when I even think about 8 billion people on the planet, I'm like, eh. <laughs> that's still a number, right. it's just eight million <laughs>
1: right I got to see them all <laughs> exactly,
0: well, and the crazy thing is, I mean, think about things like the internet, I mean, the internet is a man made thing that feels infinite, yeah, like you, there's no way any human could ever explore the entirety of the internet Mm-mm. because of the rate of its creation, right It's very much like the universe's expansion that's right, um yet it is still actually finite, yeah. So when we start seeing that, and then we speak in our, our governmental budgets in the terms of trillions, and we just say it flippantly. Yeah. It's like, no, that's a thousand billions. What? Hello? a thousand billions yeah. that's which a billion is a thousand millions <laughs> <laughs> and you're like whoa no those are a huge numbers. and so even but all of those things are still finite they are but when we recognize and this is why it's so incomprehensible how god moves now all of a sudden when you recognize the infinity mm-hmm. of god infinitive mm-hmm. it's a word i made up yeah uh when you when I'm you there. when you recognize that and now you have a an issue that and now it's tiny yeah right you see this huge expanse and you're like oh i gotta tie my shoe okay i can handle that (laughs) prior to that you're like oh my gosh i gotta tie my shoe (laughs) what is going on today yeah so i don't know yeah
1: yeah perspective changes
2: yeah i mean when you when you start i don't know if you can completely see the power of god but when you start witnessing the power of god and the infinite power of -hmm. god like you said, that the things that shouldn't have really mattered begin to not really matter. Right. Yeah. And I want to come back to that desire part we were talking about in, you know, that desire that's in you and that purpose that you have. When we, when you talk about that desire, my, one of the questions that I, I think I learned here at oneness from, one of the gals here but it's who put that there mm-hmm. so right. is that desire that we have that far off and and sometimes we get a little scared that if people start you know digging into their desires they're mm-hmm. going to be evil and wrong and selfish and of mm-hmm. the flesh and those things and if they are the wrong desires don't you believe that the spirit that is in you from god is going to wrestle with that with that's you right. anyways that's yeah. right and, and
1: redirect
2: redirect you mm-hmm but we want to cancel out all the desires because we fear
1: we'll listen to the wrong desire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And fear. then we
2: missed. But that, the true that's desire. key though.
1: That's key though cuz God doesn't give us the spirit of fear. Right. Right. So where is it really coming from? Right. That's what you have to dive into. Well, where is and, it coming from? and
0: when you're trying to control that's right how people perceive or what they think or what they believe, then you are now in very dangerous territory because yep. we don't have that we mm-hmm. don't own people we don't mm-hmm. own like you know pastors talk about my people there is one shepherd one right. flock right and literally the people that are in charge of those people are hirelings mm-hmm. from the standpoint of their heart may be right yeah but they are biblically hirelings because mm-hmm. hirelings because God God is the good shepherd Christ is that's the good right. shepherd that's right so. Um, I love this. You know, Johnny, you was talking about this the other day about how uh, you can have different um, flocks in the same fold. That's right. And I love that concept. And, yes. And what happens? They hear their voice. Yes. And they, and they come. separate themselves out. And they come. Exactly. That's right. And I love that reality. But, but that's not control. No. That is sustenance, right? That is safety. And, and I think the biggest thing when it comes to like leadership, control, things like that. And you know, speaking in terms of if we give people that freedom, yeah. what are they going to do? Wow. Well, first off, the truth is truth. I don't. You don't withhold the truth because you want to. You're afraid of what they're going to do with right. it. Right. That's not our role. Right. Right. And so we give it to them. And anything short of that, like I said, it's control. It's manipulation. Narcissism. You know, yeah. it's dressed up a bunch of different yeah.
1: ways. But you know, even when you look at sheep and the fold and the shepherd, it's not even. For me, I think it's also intimacy. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. That shepherd does not control, but they know him. Right. They know him. They know their voice. They know when I'm supposed to call. They know what I'm supposed to do. But there's trust mm-hmm. and assurance. And so, I mean, it's beautiful actually when yeah. you think yeah. about it that they're willing to stand up and say, "That's me. Mm-hmm. I'm chosen." But there's so many times in life we don't walk around like we're chosen. Right. We walk around like we're forgotten. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that we're not forgotten. And God didn't leave. He didn't forsake. And most times he didn't move.
0: Right. Right. You did. Right.
1: And so we, his presence is already there. Yeah. He invites us to enter in. And so we have to think of that is that. You know we can't see it as control, mm-hmm. we need to see it as an intimacy mm-hmm. and a relationship,
0: yeah,
1: and would not be and not be afraid of it.
0: I and, remember go ahead and
2: and what she's describing is a picture that you can see in the mentor relationship mm. as well, yeah, and that I've seen in our relationship, there's an intimacy to it there with that relationship, it's knowing truly knowing mm. someone, knowing their heart, knowing their true character knowing things about them that they probably have never shared with other people Mm -hmm. and still love them Mm -hmm. with that intimacy. Mm -hmm. I mean, she has seen the good, the bad and the terribly ugly (laughs) (laughs) crap through my life. And And I'm still here. And I still trust her. (laughs) I still trust her because she has shown me that intimacy Mm. and that is God in her working right through her
0: Mm. yeah this is my favorite part of of, well I say it's my I have lots of favorite parts one of the things I love though about what God does in our lives is just that bringing the people he's such a relationship driven God Oh, he is and so the people that are in our lives are there for a purpose he uses them and uh, we just have to learn to let them Mm. speak to us yeah just to mm. free yourself up and go you know what and part of that's identity yeah right when you recognize that like today if you walked in twyler and you said to danelle something that was very harsh or mean and it had did not have anything to do with her best interest i believe danelle because i know her she's got a confidence in her identity who she is she would be disappointed by that it wouldn't mm. make her happy but she wouldn't question who she is because of it no And I think that that's the thing. When you really understand who you are, there's a confidence in that. And you're not going to be shaken by somebody saying something, even somebody who is in a relationship with you. Because our value, our identity comes from... God yes. He will never leave us nope. or forsake us. Mm-mm. And so I think that's that's huge. And I love to see this relationship. Can I just say today <laughs> this is really good for me because it was it's just neat. And you know, of course we met playing uh, pickleball that's at right. chicken and pickle Yeah, yep, for um, that big four birthday. That's right. You're in your forties <laughs> now. That's <Such> a
1: youngster. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Well anyway.
1: (laughs) I
2: I did have one more thing I wanted to share. Do do we have time? Can I do it?
0: You can do whatever you want to do.
2: That's kinda scary. (laughs) Why are you so nervous? Twilight,
0: we brought you here today. I know. (laughs) This has all been a sham (laughs) Dun dun dun. No.
2: (laughs) So going back to your accent, you were talking about the um, impact you had on people's lives Mm. and them sharing that with you and The realization that came from that, and I don't Mm. know that I've I ever shared it, Mm. and I'm getting teary eyed. I know. (laughs) Here comes. I'm gonna have to get a clean. Um, (laughs) So after the accident, you know, I had texted you, and I hadn't heard from you for a couple of days, and I'm like, whoa, my
0: phone was broke.
2: What What is going on?
0: (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) It it flew,
2: (laughs) but I I knew when she wasn't busy, she'd get back to me, you know. (laughs) But then I saw your husband post something. And so I reached out to him and we found out what was going on. So my sister and I went up and saw you at the hospital. I think it was a couple of days after. Mm. Um, and you, you were in a bad, bad way mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were still like smiling that Twyler smile, you know? Oh. And
1: I'm sorry. I don't remember
2: that. <laughs> she was pretty high on drugs. <laughs> I was, <laughs> but that joy in you was still in you mm. and, and I knew you you're gonna be okay oh. um but I did leave there shaking like oh my gosh like what if I never did hear from her again mm. you know um and so I'm talking with God about it and um how much I value the relationship but this is what God told me um I was asking just talking with him anyways he said I need you to do what she's done for you now for her and so it's changed that relationship changed mm-hmm. and so it went from being the mentee To mentoring Mm -hmm. for a moment, Mm -hmm. and we had some real conversations. We did after that, Mm -hmm. and that's just another testimony of those relationships. When you get to that authenticity Mm -hmm. of it, there's going to be a time that if you are in a mentor relationship, you may have to switch for a moment because they're human too. Yeah, they're Mm -hmm. real too. Yeah, they're going to have doubts. They're going to have struggles. They're going to have. Um, trucks hit them in the middle of their life. <laughs> Let's not hope a truck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for a bike. Right. Um, but it can go both ways.
1: So. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Because it's right. It's true. And it was. It was It was a very... That time in my life, um, and that's probably why everybody kind of stops on the 16th. I mean, because mm. even a... Friends that are real close to us can remember exactly where they were. Mm. They can remember exactly what they were doing when they got the call. And when people in your life can trace back the exact moment when something so tragic happens to you, then you realize, I got a lot more to do. Yeah, I mm. Got a lot more to do. If a call can do that, and God allows me to see another day, I got a lot more to
0: do. Mm, that's awesome. <laughs> got a lot more to do. <laughs> Ladies, man, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank it was awesome. It was a good conversation for yes. me. I enjoyed it. This I, was good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. And I trust you listeners out there enjoyed it as well. If you want to find more podcasts like these, you can always check us out at stringgrace.com. We got all sorts of things inside the man box. We've got new ones coming. Crown One Ministries. Renewed You with John Mule. And a bunch of other ones. One of my favorites, My Brutiful Life, just because I like saying Brutiful instead of beautiful. (laughs) Anyway, God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.